0: Welcome on the barricades. My name is Bojan Stanislavski and I will be your host. Mm -hmm. I will be your only host today because uh, this is an experimental episode as uh, you can already see the the setting is somewhat unusual and uh, I'm alone. Usually I co-host the program with my colleague from Romania, Dr. Maria Cernat, but she's not going to be with us today because uh, we're experimenting. And the experiment is to expand our On the Barricades project a little bit and to have uh, some spontaneous, uh, spontaneous uh, solo episodes uh, where we could, uh, you know, discuss with you uh, whatever we consider important. And the reason for this experiment is that it's getting increasingly difficult, you know, for us to squeeze everything that we want to say in those two episodes that we release every weekend. And there are things that we want to say, there are things that, uh, that our guests want to say. And also, you know, with this war in Ukraine, so much is really going on. Uh, and we don't want to talk only about war. I mean, I realize that it's the most important uh, event, well, event, like the most important political, international process uh, in the world right now. And it's happening in eastern europe and we are from eastern europe we're based in eastern europe and we want to be uh the idea of the program is to deliver eastern european perspective eastern european understanding and eastern european well, expertise if you like uh so obviously we're focusing a lot and we're doing a lot of analysis and we're uh, putting out a lot of uh, interviews and all kinds of stuff regarding the war but we don't want to deal with that exclusively and only for i don't know how long the whole thing is going to last so yeah that's the reason behind it, and uh, and a few words regarding the setting. So look, I didn't want to be this talking head, okay? Uh, no offense to all the talking heads, uh, but I just didn't want to be part of, of this, this concept, this culture where, you know, people sit in front of their desk, or at their desk in front of a camera, or in front of a, uh, a camera, and microphone, whatever set, and... Uh, you know and, and and just deliver opinions <clears throat> and lecture others so uh i thought i'm gonna take you on a short walk around the area where i live which is exactly here i'm in warsaw warsaw poland warsaw is poland's capital city with a population of uh around two million which is official statistic. i'm sure it's more and now with the influx of refugees from ukraine it's uh, probably gonna exceed berlin soon if it hasn't already. Uh, and we're in the district of Targówek. Targówek is in Warsaw's east. That's uh, We're actually now in Warsaw's far east, I would say. The The area, the, the particular area where I'm walking around, is uh, called Zacisze. Uh, the word Zacisze has to do with the Polish word Cisza, which means silence. so you can guess that it's a rather quiet area, not very busy, which is perfect for you know such a recording i would say and uh and it's it's like one kilometer from here maybe maybe two uh to the point where warsaw borders the other city well not city the other town you know from the east. uh so we're pretty much in the suburbs it's the 27th of march it's 5 15 no 5 30 actually 5 30 pm Local time, which is Central European Summer Time, I'm going to publish this video either a little later today, or in the evening, or maybe, or maybe in the uh, in the uh, tomorrow in the morning. Now to the point, I wanted to discuss on this program today Joe Biden's visit to uh, Poland. He went first to Żejtun. Which is a city in uh, in Poland's southeast, and from there he was flown to Warsaw. So in Jaszow, he spoke. He met the American soldiers that are uh, stationed there, and uh, uh, and he he had a, he had a pizza with them. Okay, and and the media here. We're hyperventilating on this pizza uh, moment of his visit. That's really horrible. I mean, uh, the Polish media were all super hyped up with this uh, with this well concept of, of Joe Biden eating pizza on, you know, here in Poland with. You know american soldiers that's wow 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 so fantastic i mean it tells you something about equality the level of polish journalism uh, journalism in inverted commas actually in quotation marks so this pizza was the central the kind of the central item uh, around which the whole narrative was spinned and and there was this uh investigation almost you know journalistic investigation who was this lucky guy blessed by history to be able to deliver to make pizza for the great joe biden you know in this uh dire moment uh, of of, you know of war uh so who was this lucky guy they actually they, they found the guy that did the pizza and uh you know the bar the pizza place whatever uh where this pizza was prepared and it's so embarrassing you know i mean embarrassing for me it was embarrassing to watch it okay because the media were going like oh so uh this place this pizza place is now going to be renamed after joe biden uh it's going to be uh called i don't know joe's uh pizza or something like that i don't know i'm making it up right now i didn't really follow that to the extent where they would uh where they would tell me where they would you know where i would get the information what the future name of that pizza place would be and uh, apparently the pizza itself and the composition of the ingredients on that pizza is also going to have some kind of name it's going to be named in some way after joe biden that's uh yeah that's the atmosphere here you know just so you know this is like the uh the polish current political culture that translates itself into popular culture in this kind of manner it's just uh it's it's terrible it's ridiculous of course on its face but it's also it's embarrassing for me i mean i i consider myself to be part of that society and uh you know i've got like all kinds of emotional ties to poland i've lived here for over 25 years now and uh it's it's just so embarrassing but anyway uh the most important political moment was that joe biden you know he spoke to those soldiers he was he was trying to deliver some kind of uh inspirational speech but of course his syntax is not up to that so uh he apparently went off script or i don't know maybe he said something that he overheard or thought that it makes sense to (laughs) to say this and uh or maybe it was just a flip of the tongue like i I don't want to speculate about that but nonetheless he said something that afterwards had to be retracted and you know the white house had to immediately start walking it back because while he while while talking to those soldiers after or before having this pizza mm, he said something like oh you know the ukrainians are such brave nation and you know fantastic people they're standing up to this army evil army of the evil like i'm paraphrasing right now of course uh, it's just it was the the kind of propagandistic abc but then you know at the end or towards the end of his speech he said something like and you're gonna see those people and you know everybody felt like okay so what he's saying right now is that those american soldiers that are stationed in poland they're gonna go to ukraine and they're gonna i don't know put up a fight i suppose uh they're gonna, you know, engage the Russian military There So, uh, you know, I thought I thought it's It's terrible news But uh, but then, you know Once I saw the White House staff uh, Walking it back I thought, like, okay, well Not so, you know uh, Not so bad uh, But You know i i'm actually not so much afraid of uh of you know nato engagement direct nato engagement in a sense that it's been this point has been made so many times including by you know joe biden and and uh by many people by many officials in america who are very hostile to russia and probably their wet dream is to take russia down somehow uh militarily uh or in whatever other violent manner but uh well it was said that it's off the cards so uh then the polish you know they really want to go to war with russia now there are there are a few reasons which should be discussed actually they deserve to be discussed why the polish are so eager to go to war with russia uh but i'm not going to discuss them now it's a whole different show uh, Suffice to say that, you know, they organized this train trip with uh, the Czech official and uh, the Slovenian official, the Slovak uh, Slovak official, I, I, I can't remember whether there was, uh, those were the presidents or the prime minister, anyway, important politicians, important officials, they went on this train trip to Kiev from Warsaw and... Uh, and then this idea was floated by Kaczynski, who is the most powerful politician in Poland. I call him the chairman of the state because he doesn't hold any particular position. I mean, now he is a deputy prime minister, but that's, uh, that's been the case only for the last couple of months. Before that, he was nobody, really, formally speaking. But yet he has been, since 2015, the, uh, well, the kind of dictator of the Polish internal political process. So any, anyway, this guy organized this trip. And there was some back and forth, you know, whether NATO actually approved or didn't approve of that. I don't quite believe that he would have actually acted on his own totally, like without, uh, well, maybe without the American blessing, yes, but you know, he would never contradict the Americans in a sense like he would never do something that uh, they would tell him not to explicitly. So there must have been some agreement, quiet agreement that he, uh, you know, to allow him to do this. So he went ahead and did this. And then, you know, the idea was floated. He came back and he said that NATO should actually create a peacekeeping mission in Western Ukraine. Uh, And uh, this peacekeeping mission is supposed to have military features. Military features meaning it should be able to defend itself. Well, apparently defend itself from the Russian soldiers. In other words, it should be a NATO military outpost which would engage the Russian military. And that's the the only logical conclusion you can have here. Uh, and, uh, you know, since uh, NATO uh, is uh, not so keen about going in and engaging Russian military, I my interpretation is that the Polish want to do it themselves. Like, they really want to go into Western Ukraine and they want to get something, they want to see something happening. It could be... Uh, it doesn't have to be a major fight. It could be whatever, like if 10, 10, 20, 50, 100 Polish soldiers die, that's going to be fair enough. In a sense that their program for now, the Polish authorities' program for now, is to create... Uh, just a sec. Uh, right, so it's a construction site here. Uh, anyway, so their, uh, their plan is to instigate as much chaos as possible in Poland and to uh, bring the society... The whole of the society, the public opinion in particular the you know the most active part of the society which is interested or pretends to be interested in uh, the public arena in in public affairs, to bring it to to the point of emotional and psychological breakdown and we've you know we've had attempts uh, uh, like that before many many times i 'm not going to talk about it right now, but that's that 's their point this is what i 'm this is at least my um, my assessment uh, of what they are doing so they really want to go into, uh, they really want to become a fighting party in that war even if it's not going to be for real even if it's going to be exactly like, I don't know an attempt to create a peacekeeping mission which is going to get bombed or or shelled or whatever and destroyed within the first, I don't know 10 seconds or 10 hours of its existence whatever, they want to do that in order to, uh, to, to, uh, to create more fear more emotions, more Uh, You know, all kinds of hype, which is extremely toxic in Poland, and which has been extremely toxic even before the war, but, you know, from since uh, February 24th. That's just terrible. I mean, almost almost impossible to describe, really. Uh, But anyway, the Polish want to do that, and it seems like they were begging, literally begging the Americans to allow them to do this. Because, as i said they don't want to do something contrary to uh to america's uh, will so they were begging them and and they were begging not only the americans but also you know the nato bureaucracy apparently stoltenberg and the rest of them and and some some comments were heard uh i think over the last week or so uh some nato officials uh you know floated the idea well that you know if poland wants to do that then basically they can go ahead and do that but it's going to be their own responsibility in other words you know nato isn't going to uh, take any responsibility for it and it's not going to support it militarily or in any other way or it's not going to support it militarily in a sense that there are going to be nato soldiers there from other nato states and that you know it's not going to be uh it's not going to trigger i mean uh, if in case russia (coughs) when sorry uh if the russians destroy okay that base or whatever that, that peacekeeping mission then NATO wouldn't wouldn't intervene and would not engage the Russian military. So uh, I thought that you know from the point of view of the Polish authorities I thought that this is precisely the most important thing they want to get the, they want to, to get the permission to do it uh, but apparently, know they didn't get it at least they didn't get it for now maybe there are some arrangements that they could do on some kind of later stage you know many people many commentators are discussing the idea that some kind of false flag Syria like thing is uh, being cooked up in Russia you know with all those officials American officials uh, speaking about the possibility of Vladimir Putin using uh, or Russian army using the u- using chemical weapons. Of course, that would be complete nonsense. You know, like it just makes zero sense, literally zero sense to do that. Uh, and uh, you know, for Vladimir Putin to cross that red line, which is uh, uh, which has been clearly stated by the West like, so many times over the last week. Uh, but anyway, some people think it's possible. I don't know about that. I, I really have no idea. It's very difficult for me to speculate. And uh, also, I think that you know, Russia is not Syria in a sense that if they try to instigate something, it's uh, it's probable. I think that the Russians would simply intercept it and prevent this from happening. But I, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to go into this. It's like pure pure speculation. I mean, there is no evidence other than you know <clears throat> the suggestions coming from. The uh, American officials. So uh, the second thing, the second thing is after Joe Biden uh, went to Warsaw, and uh, that was pretty. Oh, now you can see the blocks, You see, tall residential buildings. This is already we're out of the Chisha. Now we're in Brudno. So uh, in Brudno, there. Yeah, Brudno is much more typical. Anyway. Uh, what was i gonna where, What was I? ah i was gonna say about joe biden traveling to from Zheshev to warsaw and in warsaw there was another flip of the tongue or an honest mistake or I, I really don't know but uh at the end at the end of his his speech in the royal castle in warsaw royal castle which by the way uh, was totally destroyed by the Germans in 1944 uh, in, the war, in, in, in Warsaw's old town, totally destroyed and then rebuilt by the communist, evil communists, you know, they rebuilt the royal castle and the whole of the old town area. So Joe, Joe Biden went there and uh, there are rumors that uh, the whole event there was organized exclusively by the americans i mean the americans said that we're, we're taking over your castle for a couple of hours we're you know we're going to pick uh whatever the chamber the room where you know the event is going to take place and we're going to invite the guests we're going to make all the selections we're going to make all the arrangements you polish i mean you can maybe pay for it that's it so really i mean so much for you know polish national pride and you know sovereignty and for this nationalistic government nationalistic catholic fundamentalists <clears throat> identitarian uh, government that we have in place and they claim that it's only thanks to them and only now that poland is fully sovereign and it can exercise its sovereignty to the full well that's that's one example of it i guess uh so so uh there uh joe biden said something very weird uh but i think he just got carried away i mean some people you know think that they got he got off script or or he got somehow, uh, maybe uh, maybe he was told not to say that, and he kind of forgot not that he was not supposed to say that. Or uh, maybe that was something a leftover from from previous um, conversations that he has had with the Polish president Andrzej Duda, for example. Andrzej Duda, by the way, because before before Joe Biden came here, Kamala Harris was here, and again, nothing really happened, like just the you know propagandistic blah blah blah. Uh, there was only one funny moment during the uh, joint press conference, uh, Kamala Harris and uh, Andrzej Duda, where Andrzej Duda said he was trying to to show off with his uh, command of English language, and uh, he was talking in Polish, and then he said, oh, there's this American saying, a friend in need is a friend... Indeed, right. That's that's how he goes. I mean, that's that's what he was trying to say, but because his command of English is extremely poor, he said he ended up saying, "A friend." There's, there's this great American saying, "A friend in need is a friend in dick." That's literally what he said, you know. And Kamala Harris, I mean, she even you know broke down laughing. She was she wasn't able to cope with it. Like she obviously tried to, you know, uh, keep a steady face, but that was impossible. Uh, such a blunder! Such a blunder! But that's the level, that's the quality of the elite, that's quality of the Polish national leadership, right, okay? Uh, so, uh, uh, so, we had Joe Biden saying that, my God, this man cannot continue to be in power. Or something, like, something along the, the, the lines of it. Uh, this man cannot, uh, um, well, I'm sorry, I don't remember the exact phrase, but he was suggesting clearly that Vladimir Putin has to be removed from power. Okay, sorry, I, sorry that I forgot the the exact quotation. I read it right before uh, starting this recording. But anyway, he suggested this, and there's a, uh, this is not any kind of Russian propaganda or misinformation or anything like that. I mean, there's a, there's a consensus all over the media world that he did say something like this, and many people first, uh, well, many people, many media centers, many uh, opinion centers, they started, you know, saying, oh, that's great, you know, finally yeah. we know what is the true goal, you know, of. Uh, Joe Biden's policies, is the regime change in Russia and this is what they're going to pursue and so on and so forth. Of course, the White House staff, they had to start walking it back immediately and they soften it very much uh, by now. But I suppose that it is the case. I mean, this is uh, pretty, it's undoubtful. I mean, I can't quite see uh, what the goal, other than if there are any other goals, really, of this uh, policy towards Russia and and especially vis-a-vis Ukraine So that's that's obvious. I I don't quite understand why people are uh, shocked by that Uh, However, it is obvious that Joe Biden is not up to it and I don't know where he's going now uh, but wherever he goes the situation with his speeches is just going to get increasingly difficult and toxic and uh, I suppose you know Kamala Harris is just not uh, like intellectual, well, intellectually in intellectually politically in terms of intelligence. I guess in general she's not up to it. Like she's she's totally uh, uh, she uh, she has no idea, okay, about international politics. In my opinion, at least that's that's the impression that I'm getting. And Joe Biden, uh, well, he's more of a professional bureaucrat, but uh, and he's obviously controllable, and he's being. I mean, he's being managed. I can't quite imagine, you know, uh, him being independent. Uh, so he said this, and um, and and uh, I think that the general conclusion was all the meetings that, that, that happened because there were there were meetings between uh, the Polish and American presidents obviously then there were other meetings between the american and the polish president and the foreign minister of ukraine and the defense minister of ukraine who apparently are in poland or were at least at that moment moment in time which actually you know makes me ask questions like how how is this possible that those people are traveling so freely and you know back and forth uh, kiev warsaw kiev like other Uh, European capitals, uh, provided that, you know, the Russians have surrounded the city and, and, uh, well, at least according to Western narratives are finishing it off, like, you know, are attacking it, but uh, there's uh, so much resistance that they can't take it, you know. That's, that's what we get from the news uh, here in Poland and all over the world. I mean, all over the Western world, I should say. So uh, there were those talks there, and we don't know anything about them except for the fact that the Ukrainian ministers said that they were optimistic, which to me suggests, and, you know, it's a speculation, okay, but to me it suggests the following. Okay, NATO isn't going there, obviously, but Poland would be free to go. And do whatever they feel they want or should do, uh, but not now. Maybe on a later stage. Maybe after some kind of event is staged to, uh, um, yeah, well, to to justify that. And uh, that would, of course, be an escalatory move on the part of the West. What's gonna come out of it? I have no idea, really, and uh, I don't know what the end game here could be, except for, you know, what is what seems to be clear is that the West wants to drag, drag that war for as long as possible in time, and uh, to make it as difficult as possible, of course. Uh, for the Russians to uh, win militarily, and they want to inflict as many wounds as possible on the Russians and on the Ukrainians as well. That's that's pretty obvious. I mean, it's delivering, uh, you know, delivering guns, delivering weapons, delivering uh, mercenaries, all kinds of stuff. It's just uh, it's not going to change the tide in any manner. It's just going to prolong the war. Okay. Uh, anyway I that's gonna be about it thanks a lot for watching thanks a lot for uh, bearing with me I'm sorry if I were a bit chaotic Uh, maybe not specific enough in my (laughs) comments and and remarks that I made it's the first time I'm making uh, this kind of recording I hope you enjoyed it and I'll be with you again surely thanks